I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And when I got into coaching, that's the thing that I wanted to do. It's time for the Jeff Cable Show. The Jeff Cable Show on the Bit Radio Network is presented by Gallagher Insurance. A world of solutions delivered one way, the Gallagher way, since 1927. And it's brought to you in part by UPMC, the official sports medicine provider of the University of Pittsburgh Panthers. UPMC Health Plan, the official health plan of Pitt Athletics. Pepsi, Genmar Services, recruiting for the perfect fit for you. And the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Download the PG News Slide app for all the latest news on Pitt Athletics. The Jeff Cable Show is on the Pitt Radio Network. And we are live from the Pitt Studios at the Peterson Events Center. Jeff Hathorne joined by Jeff Capel and in his second year now. And first of all, there's been so many changes to this building. This space is amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. It's something we utilize in recruiting. Um, you know, we bring kids here and, and to have this and to have it open like this kind of feel a little bit like the, like the uh, Today Show. <laughs> um, and, but, but, and literally, we have people watching. Yeah, no, us exactly. Right now. Yeah. It's 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 really cool, and to you know, to be a part of you know, the changing of uh, you know the Pete, and really a lot of things in athletics. Um, when you look at the color change, uh, all the stuff that's happening in the Pete, um, it's 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 really exciting to be a part of. How big are those details for kids? Just you know, the logos, the colors, the Little things like that. It's huge. Um, you know, when you're dealing with young people, especially, you know, in what we do, um, you have to have talent. You know, you can be talented as a coach or a coaching staff, but you have to have talent. You have to have players. You have to be able to attract talent. And I think you have to constantly be thinking about ways to improve. Um, because if you don't, you're going to get left behind and it's going to be hard to attract that talent. So what can you do to be creative? What can you do uh, as far as whether it's changing things, building something new, you know, doing things to create? It may be, you know, us, us older people, we may say, well, I don't understand that. And you ha- it's not about what we understand and what we do. It's, it's about, you know, the people that you're going against, your competitors. And so... It's, it's very important, and it's been really interesting to see the reaction, specifically with the color change, how people are excited about that, how a uniform looks, and things like that. It's, it's something that's uh, very, very important. Another change is the court flip. And I know you were instrumental, and you wanted a part of that. Why is it that you wanted that? Yeah, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I mentioned it. I think it was something that maybe they were perhaps, when I say they, Heather and her staff, we're possibly thinking about already. Um, I just mentioned to her, you know, when I interviewed that, hey, I've always wondered why is it this way? Yeah, I think it would make more sense if it were, you know, flipped, if you had the, you know, the zoo right behind the opposing bench. You know, I mentioned as a visiting coach, I always heard about this place. Um, you know, when the Pete was built and throughout all those years when they were really, really good, when, when, when Pittman's basketball was really good, 
one of the things you constantly heard about was how hard it was to play here, how hard it was to win here. What an incredible environment. And the first time I came here as a visiting coach was 2014. And I thought it was a really cool place, but honestly, I didn't think it was like some of the other places just because right behind our bench, it was quiet. <laughs> now, the, like the arena itself was loud and the students were amazing, but right behind our bench, like I could hear what the other coaches were saying. We could converse. And I've been in some places where I couldn't hear my assistants or I couldn't hear, you know, some of the people that I worked with that were sitting right beside me. And so I just always thought with, with, with how rabid the zoo is and, and what an incredible, um, you know, sense of, of, of passion and energy that they have, that if you could somehow get, get them right near the, you know, the visiting bench, then you can get the band right there where it could create, you know, a different type of atmosphere and a different type of advantage, and hopefully it works out that way. You've been on that other side. How distracting is that when the fans are right on top of you? It, it's very distracting. It is. I mean, it's, it's, it can be intimidating. Um, and the one thing, like, you're just looking for any kind of advantage you can get, and if you can get, you know, wh where communication is a little bit more difficult, that's advantageous for you. You ever been a stool guy, like put stools out in the middle and done? There were some places when I was a head coach before and then when I was an assistant at Duke, there were a few places that we went to where we actually did that. When I was a head coach, I did that maybe a little bit more. There were a few places where we absolutely did that because I literally could not hear, you know, right on the bench. And so, yeah, that's something that we have looked to do. All right, I want to ask you about your team, obviously. I want to ask you about opening up with Florida State. <laughs> Just two days away. It seems crazy for us. I'm sure for yeah, you, it, it's, it's a little different <laughs> scenario. But we're going to talk to Jeff about that as we continue. It's the Jeff Cable Show here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Back to the Jeff Cable Show on the Pitt Radio Network. And Jeff, in this building, in what, 49 hours? Yeah. You guys start the season, which, I mean, for us, it seems crazy. It seems like yesterday was summer. How about yeah. for you guys? I mean, is it like that for you guys, or is it because you've been so into it, you're you're anxious? You know, we're anxious, but it does seem like it's come really fast. It's gotten here really fast. Um, I don't know if that's because the sense of urgency is heightened because it's an ACC game right away. That that certainly changes everything. And you know, I think the players are excited. Me, I'm I'm nervous. I'm paranoid. You're worried. Do we have enough in? Did we get this covered? Are we prepared for this? As a coach, that's probably one of your biggest fears is are you prepared? Normally you have, you know, the whole month of November and December, so you normally have about two months to start getting ready for conference. And so you can kind of work some kinks out, try to figure out your rotations, try to figure out different lineups, different combinations. How do people perform with the lights on? Um, you know, different things like that. And right away you're kind of thrown in the fire. And so I think that's what has us, you know, a little bit on edge, too. I'm sure you always have those emotions, but how heightened are they because it's ACC and it's Florida State? It's, it's I mean, they're very, very heightened. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, for me as a coach, I can only speak for me. Like, I'm, you know, I keep asking my staff, okay, what have we, like, what have we missed? What have we not covered in case? And you're always thinking of different situations. You know, are we prepared for this situation? Are we prepared if... If they do this. And the other thing, you know, because it's a conference game, is heightened, you also don't have tape on them. 
so you can't study him as much. What we're studying is last year. And they, you know, they, they have a lot of new guys and guys that are in different roles. And so you don't know them as well. And that's, that's a fear for any coach. I don't think the players worry about it as much. They just want to go play. But as a coach, you want to try to have your team as prepared as you possibly can, and that's, that's one of the things that's a challenge. This is the Jeff Capel Radio show, show here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network, and give us an idea with your coaching staff. How do you divide the duties? Who handles what? Yeah, you know, so Tim and uh, my brother Jason, they work with the post guys. Um, you know, my brother primarily does guys that are like skilled four guys that are a little bit taller, but kind of, you know, in between – you know, post and perimeter. That's what he was as a player. And then um, Milan Brown does all the guards. Um, we split each scout up, and so we do them in thirds. Every you know, you know, a guy has a game every third game. But if it's someone they're familiar with, like you know, my brother Jason did Florida State last year, so he knows them. So we kept him with them, you know, like like with them this year. So that's what they do. They have responsibilities in practice, uh, in preparation for games. You know different parts of you know of the game. Um, those guys do an amazing job for us. I know you had a scrimmage with Slippery Rock, or however exhibition, exhibition game with, game. with with Slippery Rock a week ago. Um, but I know you also had a scrimmage with Maryland that many people may not know. What did what kind of information did you gather from that, and how valuable was that for you? Well, one of the reasons we wanted to scrimmage Maryland, how the rules work, you can do two exhibitions, you can do two scrimmages. If if it's a scrimmage, it's, it has to be closed. Um, you're not supposed to share anything with other people. It can be live, open to the public if it's for a call. So if there's, you know, something with the weather or something like that, where all the gotcha. proceeds go there, um, we wanted to do Maryland this year because we wanted to do someone really good in preparation for Florida State, and we wanted to do someone that has size, length, and athleticism, because Florida State always has that. Uh, Maryland is really good. They're a top five, top ten team, depending on which poll you look at. They're older. I mean, they're really, really good. I thought we did some good things. Obviously, you know, we did not win, but I thought we did some really good things. It, was, it, it gave us great information of the things we need to do in order to keep building and trying to get better. Important for the players to get a, a real punch early in that situation? It was, it was very important. So we had played three games over in Italy, and the competition was just okay. The first game was the best, was, was the most competitive game and the best team we played. But that trip wasn't as much about the games as about us trying to become a team. Um, we wanted to play someone really good to see where we were, first of all, but also – where our guys understand, like, look, we have a long way to go. Um, and then we wanted to do an exhibition because I wanted to see how, you know, how our guys were under their lights. I wanted to see them with the uniform on the first time to see how we react to that. And so I thought both situations were really good for us. I thought we learned a lot about who we are right now and the things we need to do to work to get better. All right, I want to find out some more about that Italy trip. Also, dig down a little bit into Florida State and to your team as we continue. It's the Jeff Cable Radio Show here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. On the Pitt Radio Network. All right, Jeff, I'm curious, what what is it like? I mean, you travel with teams and you go anywhere in the ACC, but then you take a team to Italy. <laughs> What's it like being with your guys in a completely foreign land? It was a really cool experience. Um, 
you know, to have an opportunity to do that. Um, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to do it, when I took this job, I, I, I knew we were eligible to do it. I thought that this past summer, you know, that we took it would be the best time. Um, I anticipated us having a lot of new faces and guys in their second year with us. Um, we, we, we just felt like it would be the right time and especially as you're trying to build a team. I think one of the biggest mistakes that people can imply is that, you know, you're just automatically a team. You know, like you're not. You have to really work at, at being a team and, you know, your communication and things like that. And so we thought the extra practices, but most importantly, being in a different country, you know, sometimes where they don't speak the language, where you're forced to talk to each other a little bit more, you're forced to depend on each other, um, and it was amazing. It was amazing to watch them. It was really cool to watch, you know, to see certain relationships forming, to see how they responded to seeing different sites and, you know, being around a different culture and all those things, to see how inquisitive some of them were and wanting to learn a little bit more. Um, obviously, the games were, you know, very good and very important for us. But I think just overall, the trip, the camaraderie, the team building, all those things were really, really cool. Did you get something out of the history? I mean, because I know in the United States we get we get excited over something that's 200 years old, and that's like 2,000 yeah, years it's, old. It's, and it's still standing. Yeah. It's still really good and still beautiful. I mean, that, that was the part that kind of blew me away about all of this stuff. You know, about all of the stuff over there was just, how old it was, but how strong it still was and how in great shape it still was and how beautiful it still was. And I would stand in some of these places and look up or look around and like, how did they know to build this? You know, how, like, how did they do this all these years ago when the technology isn't nearly what it is right now? You didn't have all the, you know, like the equipment and different things, but they did this, like all these drawings and the art and all these things, like it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and the stakes at the Coliseum were a little bit more than just some people hacking yeah. off on Twitter. No, that's what I mean, <laughs> man. It's, 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 it's amazing, and uh, it was really cool for all of us to have an opportunity to experience that. How was the food? The food was incredible. Yeah? It was incredible. It was fresh. It was, it was incredible. Everything about the trip was really, really good. It was high level. You said you're watching your guys, and you said watching some of them and how inquisitive they were, but what else did you learn about your team as you're watching them interact? Well, uh, you know, seeing leadership, seeing guys that, you know, now as sophomores or juniors that have been a part of us. You know, when I say us, I mean our coaching staff been a part of our program for a year now. Watching how they would talk to the new guys and, hey, this is how we do things here. or This is what we do. Or when we come to a meal, this is how you should be. You know, they know me when we have a meal or team meal or anything. I don't want flip-flops because at any point I could say, okay, let's walk through something. And if you have flip-flops on, you can't do that. So just, I mean, so, so just yeah. seeing those things, seeing how they kind of took control of some things and held guys accountable and, how they talked, how they communicated, how they commanded, how they demanded. You know, those were things that were really, really good to see. Is there also something to representing the brand? I mean, you're overseas and there's people, I mean, guys from 6'1 to 6'11. Yeah. And i got to be wondering, like, looking up and wondering who you guys are and you're representing your university and your country. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a part of it. Um, and to see how our guys did that, 
you know, with such pride, first and foremost, but see how they did it with such class and such grace. I, I thought they behaved themselves well. I mean, one of the, my favorite parts was when we were landing in Rome after a really long trip. I mean, it was, it was long. It was a very long day. As I'm getting off the plane, one of the stewardesses came up to me and said, your guys were you know, some of the most well-behaved young men that I've ever, you know, flown with. And that was really cool to hear, especially with such a long flight and a little bit uncomfortable for them. You had some big guys, you know, in these seats. But one of the things we talked about when we headed over there was no complaining because you knew it was going to be a little bit messed. I mean, something inevitably goes wrong. It doesn't go exactly the way that you plan. But that's where you have to run motion offense a little bit and don't complain. Let's figure it out and let's figure it out together. And they did a really good job of doing that. All right, let's figure out some more about your team as we continue. It's the Jeff Cable Radio Show here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Jeff, from the last time we saw your team, not including the exhibition game, what has changed? Obviously, there's a bunch of new faces, uh, but for the guys that are coming back from a maturity standpoint, what do you like about how this team has evolved well, I think when you look at the four guys that will play on Wednesday that are back from last year, um, I think we've seen a lot of growth in them. Uh, if you take the guys that were freshmen last year that are sophomores now, Xavier, uh, Trey, and Audis, they have a reference point of college basketball now. I've always felt like one of the biggest jumps you can make as a player is between your freshman and sophomore year. I don't care how good you are as a freshman, you don't completely understand because you have no reference point. You've never practiced that hard. You've never had to be that intense. Your attention to detail has never had to be that great because normally you were one of the better guys on the team. Um, And so the work, I mean, everything is different. Coming into your sophomore year, you understand that because you've gone through it. And so you have a better uh, idea of how to train, of how to prepare And those three guys, I think, have done that at a very high level to get better. I think all of them have improved mentally. I think they've gotten better physically. Um, I think their games have gotten better. And hopefully we show that starting on Wednesday. And then when you take Terrell Brown, you know, who's been in college now for a couple of years, you know, he's added some weight. You know, I think he's gotten himself in better shape. One of the biggest things with TB is for him to constantly believe that he's a good player. You know, that's that's one of the things with the young guy. All those kids were beat up two years ago, you know, because of being 0-18. And, and for him being a freshman, that's his first experience in college basketball. And then last year, he had some really good games and some really good moments. Now it's can you consistently do that? Can you be more consistent in being a good player? A big part of that is that do you believe that you're a good player? And so... You know, we're going to lean heavily on those four guys because they have the experience, and then hopefully at some point this year we're able to get Kenna back. Um, and then when you look at the new, you know, when you look at our new guys, I, I think one of the things that we've done, in my opinion, since last year that's different is that I think we have more quality depth. If you look at us, you know, especially in the middle of the conference last year towards the end, you know, I didn't think our depth, the quality of the depth, was that great. We have a little bit more size. We're bigger on the wings. We can we can be big. We can play two bigs if we need to. Last year it was just Terrell and Kenna. And so we have a little bit more, you know, we have more bodies that we can throw around out there. But I just think overall the talent is a little bit greater than it was last year. And that's something that 
we're constantly trying to do. Do you talk to the returning guys of telling them, hey, you need to let these guys know what this is all about because you've been through it? We do. That is something that we've talked about, but it's also something that they want to do. You know, these guys want to win. They all come from winning programs. When you look at Xavier, you know, Bishop O'Connell, that's a that's one of the better programs traditionally in the Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia area. And it's one of maybe the best conference in, in, in all of high school basketball. You know, Trey McGowan's was at Hargrave Military Academy. I think they won 34 games, you know, when he was, uh, you know, in his last year there. And then... These Tony's team won a state championship. And so these guys are used to winning, and that's, that's what they're about is winning. And so last year was painful for them. It was, it was a learning experience, but it was painful. And so we've had to tell them, but they also know. Like they want to win, and whoever they feel like can help them win, whether it's them trying to recruit, them trying to do all these different things, these guys are all in you know, about trying to help us get better. You mentioned that the biggest progression is from freshman to sophomore year, but the other, the flip side is the teams have seen them now. Absolutely. How do you prepare them for coaches kind of knowing what they can do? Well, it's one of the things we've talked to them about, especially Xavier and Trey, because they were two of the main guys from last year. And really, if you look at, you know, the first four games in the conference, what they were doing and then how things changed after that, because now people have film on you. They can study you a little bit more. But it's also why it's important to continue to add to your game. It's, it's, and, and, and that's why I thought their work from the spring, summer, and as we've gotten into the fall, I think it's been really, really important because they can try to game plan for these things that they've seen, but are you adding some stuff? Are you, you know, helping? Are you making yourself better? you know, and adding some things that they haven't seen. So if they try to take this away, well, then I have this in my toolbox where I can do this. I want to ask you about forging an identity as we continue, and also about some of these newer guys that we're going to see coming up on Wednesday. The pit season starts. Florida State here at the Pete in 48 and a half hours. It's the Jeff Cable Show here on the Pit Panthers Radio Network. I'm with to the Jeff Cable Show on the Pit Radio Network. So you're going to have some new faces in that starting lineup. And you know, one of the guys I noticed, we got to talk to him after the Slippery Rock scrimmage, was Eric Hamilton. And I don't know what he's like, but if he's as intense in a press conference as he is on the floor, like, this dude's going at it. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he is really intense. You know, he's a kid that's used to winning. Um, I think he spent two years at Wichita State and uh, – was a part of teams. I think they won 62 games in two years. And then he went to UNCG and he played there and was a part of, I think he set out a year and played, and he was a part of two teams that won probably about 57, 58. So he's used to winning. And he's, you know, one of the other things is that he wants to prove that he can play at this level. And so, you know, he's intense. I think he was really upset about his rebounding, specifically in the first half of that game against Slippery Rock. And we didn't do a good job. And we did challenge our, our guys at halftime, and we, we let them know that they did not do a good job, that we did not do a good job in the first half in that area. I thought Eric did a really good job to start the second half. I thought he set the tone right away. He got two defensive rebounds, went out of his area to get them. You know, it was like he was determined to do that. And one time during a timeout on the bench, 
you know, we, you, know, you know, I was talking to our team and he was saying something and I thought it was, you know, something he was talking back. But what he was saying was that I'm going to get every rebound. I'm going to get, you know, whatever. And so it's, it, it's good to have a guy like that, especially if that energy is channeled in the right way. So I, I know you want to have an identity for your program. What's the line between like, forcing and having that identity and yet molding what you what that identity is to the talents that you have on the roster? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, what we're trying to do is, is, is to build and constantly grow. And in order for us to do that, there's a lot of teaching that has to happen. You know, we, don't, we are not getting ready-made products. We aren't getting guys that are ready-made that it doesn't matter where they go, they're pros. You know, we're getting guys, and, and, and we're trying to establish a culture. It's not even just about building it. We're trying to establish one because there, there was not one. None of us, when I say us, the guys from last year, the guys right now, myself included, we didn't walk into a culture. There used to be one, and that thing was built on toughness and competitiveness, and they would fight, they would square up with you, they were going to make the game ugly, but they were going to figure out a way to win. And then this thing dipped a little bit here, and so there was really not an identity or a culture. And so we're trying to do that. You know, I, we want to be tough. We want to be incredibly competitive. We want to be known as fighters. But also I want us to be intelligent. I want us to be a smart basketball team. I want us to be a team that minimizes mistakes and, and uh, you know, takes advantages, forces other teams to make mistakes, and then take advantage of those mistakes. And... Constantly, every day, we're trying to you know create those habits. It's a it's a what have you done for me world. How, how, I mean, how tempting is it to just go get a, seven transfers and say <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, and, I know. Not I build know. from the ground and, and and take a risk there. You know, it's it. I mean, that's interesting. It's 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 something that you know certainly crosses your mind at times. I mean, the bottom line is that you have to have really good players. One of the great things about our sport is that there are a lot of places to get really good players now because, you know, you can go really anywhere in the world. Now, can you get them to come? Do you have a product? Do you have the things that you can sell where you can get them here? I like what we have. Um, we're still really young and we're really new, but I like their competitive spirit. I like their fight. Um, I like their willingness to listen and their eagerness to learn. And now we have to put it all together. Um, we know that there are going to be bumps in the road. Like, we understand that. But through it all, you know, when those things happen, when adverse times happen, we have to stick together. And we have to help each other get through it. The thing we're constantly talking about with these guys is that you have to understand how much you need each other. And you need each other at their best. Each of you guys are different. But every one of you guys has a strength. And it's about playing to your strength. Not listening to outside voices. That's one of the biggest things with young people today. That's hard with phones. It's hard. Phones, social media, all these different things. But we're constantly talking to them about that. Like you have to be in our moment, not your moment or the world's moment. It's, it's about in this locker room, one voice. And that voice is our voice. It's not just my voice. It's our voice. And sometimes that means you have to be make some difficult decisions. Sometimes you may have to tell a parent, like, hey, look, you don't know what's going on. Don't say that to me. 
That's a very difficult conversation, but sometimes it's a necessary conversation. All right, let's talk about your three freshmen that really expect to make an impact, and Gerald Drumgoole, uh, Justin Champagny, and uh, Kareem Koulibaly. What do they bring to your program? Well, you know, I think they bring talent. Um, all three guys are coming from winning programs. Uh, all three guys are really, really competitive. Um, all three guys have some versatility to them. Uh, offensively and defensively. You know, Gerald was a really good football player and basketball player up in New York in Rochester and made the decision uh, for his senior year he wanted to concentrate on basketball, and he transferred to La Lamere, which is one of the premier basketball programs in the country on the high school level. And there he played with elite-level guys. There's a kid at Kentucky and a kid at Washington. Both, I think, were McDonald's All-Americans. And to see the growth from uh, Gerald from the beginning of his senior year, going against that type of competition, and also just concentrating on basketball, he was an integral part in their, you know, uh, championship runner-up season. He's he can he's a really smart player. Yeah. You know, he has a good feel for the game. He can shoot it. He's got good size, and we think he can be a versatile defender. Justin's from Brooklyn, really competitive. He's a fighter. Uh, both figuratively and literally, um, you know, not afraid of a confrontation, which is something that we love, but, you know, really versatile, can do some different things offensively, and he gives us an athleticism, especially in the front court, that we just didn't have. And then Kareem, you know, he was at Scotland High School, Scotland Prep, uh, you know, here in Pennsylvania. Uh, he's got a little bit of an odd game um, in that you don't think he's as fast as he is. He's He's not a great athlete, but he'll surprise you. He's got a little bit of an awkward, herky-jerky game. He missed a lot of chippies that he makes all the time against Slippery Rock. I think a little bit of it was nerves. He rebounds well, and he just it's and, and, and he can really pass. And so, you know, we need all of those guys to grow up quickly, just like Trey and X and Aldis had to do last year. All right, Florida State will be here in two days to start the season. We'll get a scouting report from the Panthers head coach. It is the Jeff Cable Radio Show here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Turn to the Jeff Cable Show on the Pitt Radio Network. All right, Jeff, so there's obviously no game tape on Florida State this year, but what, what is a constant with a Leonard Hamilton team? They are going to defend at a really, really high level. They're going to have these long athletes. They'll have incredible depth. They usually have great size. Um, I think this year's team has two seven-footers, um, and they just play really, really hard. They, they, you know, pound the offensive glass, usually really, really physical, and make it very difficult for you to run set offense. I think sometimes what you have to do is just play offense and have great spacing. And you know, We're going to have to value the basketball. It's going to be a big thing. We're going to have to value the basketball, and we're going to have to have movement. Um, and then hopefully we can make some shots. But one of the biggest keys is value in the basketball, and then we're going to have the defensive rebound uh, because they'll be bigger at us in just about every position and a little bit older. And when you say that, you mean team rebound, right? Team rebounding, yeah. I mean, I, I tell our guys all the time, and we, you know, we don't have a guy that you can pencil in for 10 rebounds a game. I've, I've coached a guy like that. I coached a guy that led the country in rebounding. Would you love to have Dewan Blair? I would love to have Dewan Blair. I think Blair. he's got another year. Like, yeah, you can get him he's back. back in school. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, so we don't have that. I mean, I, I would love to have that. We don't have that. 
But the job has to get done, so we have to do it collectively. We have to gang rebound. We have to have physical blockouts. We have to pursue the ball. Um, if we do that, then we'll give ourselves a chance, I think, in just about every game because it gets us. I think one of our strengths should be us in transition. We have really good speed, especially with Xavier and Trey. And, uh, but in order to do that, we have to get the ball. You mentioned with like Xavier, there are no surprises. There's going to be no surprises, I assume, with Florida State. I mean, they know they, you guys beat them here last yeah. year. They're going to be ready. They'll be ready. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you look at it, they had eight losses last year and went to the Sweet 16. We were one of the eight. And uh, I, I'm sure they will remember that. I'm sure their coaches will remind them of that. And, you know, we have to be cognizant of that. We're going to play against a team that's, you know, a veteran team, especially at certain spots in the backcourt, uh, that's going to be excited to play their first game, but also want to, you know, maybe exact some revenge. It's not like they got to play us again last year. So we understand that, uh, and we'll be ready for it. I know there's the ads with the most interesting man in the world, but Leonard Hamilton, like, he just is the coolest 71 year old yeah, ever. I, I don't, you got to find out his tricks. Like, I don't know. I mean, 71. Yeah. He looks 50, maybe. Yeah, maybe. No, he's, uh, you know, and he's quietly just going about doing an amazing job there. You know, with not much fanfare, not much, you know, he's not one of these guys that's doing a lot trying to bring attention to himself. He graduates his guys, those guys get better, they develop. They play hard. You could tell they love him and the staff and each other. Um, but he's done it there. He did it at Miami. He did it at Oklahoma State. You know, and that's just kind of what he's done. And uh, he's found a place that's that's perfect for him and uh, has created something really special there. Did your dad know him? My dad knew him well. My dad had a lot, a lot of respect for Coach Ham. Um, he's one of the guys that, you know, he, he talked about a lot and what Coach Ham has done in the profession especially for coaches of color. Um, the example that he's, you know, set for a lot of us, and he had to deal with stuff that we didn't have, that we haven't had to deal with because of some of the things that he's been through. He has a fascinating story. I mean, a really, really fascinating story. He's a guy that I love talking to, just in off times, just love picking his brain about stuff. He's from North Carolina, like me, um, and, and, and just has a fascinating story. How much, well, I imagine because of your dad, you're keenly aware of it, but the respect of what, I mean, you hear guys talk about Jackie Robinson and what they went through with, with Coach Hamilton, and you mentioned picking your brains. Is much of it even basketball? Do you, do you just hit on other topics? Yeah, a lot of it's about other stuff. I mean, it's not necessarily about the X's and O's of the game, but the profession, but just different things. Just, you know, one of the things that's fascinating about him is that I can't remember if he has started it or he's going to start a gospel label. Really? Yes. So he's into. Although, if you look at him, no, I know you. Yeah. yeah. It's, but I, when he first told me, I'm really. <laughs> I was a little bit caught off guard by that. So he's a he's a really fascinating guy. I think in all of his years of coaching, every kid that's been with him, this is something he talks about that he's really proud of. Every kid that's been with him for four years has graduated except for two. At every place that he's been, so it's about for him. It's about. You know, which which I think for all of us, I think for most coaches, this is, it's this way. You're trying to create better men, better young men to help prepare them to be good fathers, leaders, you know, to be good in their community, to give back and things like that. And when you have a guy like him that's a living example of that, 
um, it, it, it's pretty cool when you can have those conversations. We say in the media business there aren't very, there aren't very many original ideas. You're stealing something from somewhere. Coaching the same? You're always borrowing always. and looking and look. Always, man. You're always looking at, you know, for me, I can, I can speak for me. Like, I watch basketball nonstop. I'm so excited the NBA season's here, and I'm always watching, whether it's college, NBA, WNBA, and I'm trying to, okay, I really like what they're doing here. And I may pull it up on Synergy to look at some more, maybe something to set offensively or something. Inbounds play. Inbounds play, end of game play. I've seen some of those already, you know, in some of these NBA games. Or something someone's doing defensively. Wow, they did this. They defended the ball screen this way. And I have a notepad by my bed, by downstairs where I watch TV. I keep note because I'm always jotting stuff down. And I'll come in the next day and we'll tinker with it in practice or maybe add it or – different things like that. So you're constantly trying to figure, at least for me, I'm constantly trying to figure out ways, how can I help our guys get better? It seems like your boy, your son is the same way. Yeah, <laughs> he loves it. He, he loves it. And it's really, really cool to see, to watch him. It, it, it reminds me so much of how I was with my dad. I constantly wanted to be with him, wanted to be in the gym. I was his ball boy when he was a high school coach. I tell people I was probably the worst ball boy because all I wanted to do was shoot. Every time out when he was a high school coach, halftime, I was out shooting. When he was at Wake Forest as an assistant, his first college job, I was a ball boy when I was in uh, sixth and seventh grade. By the time I got to eighth, I was a little bit too cool for that. Uh, But same thing, before the game, I'm shooting, I'm playing one-on-one with the players. And it's really cool now as a head coach to be able to bring my son, have him come to practice, especially on the weekend now that school has started back. And to see him interact with the guys, and he wants to watch. He'll watch tape with me, so it's, it's really cool to see. All right, final thoughts from the Panthers head coach on the Jeff Capel radio show before the Panthers open with Florida State here at the Peterson Event Center. You're listening to the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Panthers open up with Florida State coming up 7 o'clock on Wednesday. It is team poster giveaway. Saturday the 9th, military appreciation. It's the Pitt Blackout. December 3rd against Rutgers, Brandon Knight returns. Do you know Brandon? do know Brandon, yep. That ought, that ought to be interesting. The holiday toy drive on December 16th against Northern Illinois. And, you know, something jumped out here. Saturday, January 4th. Really? Like Julius Page commemorative poster and post, post-game autograph session. I wonder if it's going to be the donk. You'd think. Right? That Umshay is going to find yeah. himself on that poster. On poster. And that poster is going to be about 12 feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those plays I know. that you can immediately. Cause, so I was at an AAU event, and I was telling somebody, yeah, that's Julius Page used to play for the Panthers. And, and they're like, yeah. So I just go to YouTube, pull up yeah. that dunk, and they're yeah. like, I know. <laughs> and they get that look like, really? Yeah. Like, Especially when you see him player. now, you don't think that he could jump like that. Oh, and he could <laughs> defend. Yeah. Like, no, I but I'm, I'm worried. I mean, his head's already big. Now he's got a poster. <laughs> like, because. We work together with TV. I know yeah. you've gotten to know Julius. Great yeah, guy. Great guy. Uh, one of the cool events, the, you get Virginia here. You get the defending champs, and you stripe the Pete. Yeah. Do you get into these? I mean, you've seen, obviously, rabid fan bases. But these stripe events and the T-shirt, the, yeah. the blackouts, yep. it's really cool. That's no, very, very cool. And, and I love that our fan base, especially the students, get involved with it. And they have such passion for the program. And that's why we were, it, was, it was amazing last year especially as we got in the conference and we had some success early, seeing the zoo get back and to rally around this team. We're going to need them again this year. 
Do you have a gut for how ready your team is? I think we're ready. I mean, I know we're ready. I, you know, I know we're anxious. You know, again, for them, it's probably really good that it's Florida State. It's someone like this. As a player, man, you want to play against the best. You want to be in these moments. And, and, you know, Wednesday has an opportunity to be a really good moment for us. And we have to be ready to seize it. In our last minute here, give us an idea. As Just before you bust out, your last words, what, what are some of the advice you're giving to your guys? One of the biggest things, especially for this game, is to have poise in the midst of chaos. You know, Florida State, with their pressure, they try to make the game chaotic. And we want to play fast, but we have to have poise. And we have to have poise in the midst of chaos. The other thing is that offensively, we have to have space and movement. Defensively, we need to take up space because they want to drive it. They want to get out in transition. So that's what I'll remind them of as, as we get ready to head the floor. There are tickets available. Crowd, as Jeff mentioned, a big deal. Huge deal. Want to see the zoo here. Want to see it act. It's yep. national TV. It's, if you haven't seen the floor flipped, it's pretty awesome. Jeff Capel Radio Show here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. We're done with one as right. the game is just 48 hours away.